0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a look at a topic from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler. I'm your host. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts and brothers, Brian. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Jeffrey. Hey,
1: afternoon, everybody. What's new?
0: You you know, just the same same, same, same old, same old things around over here. Yep. Confident in how
2: that came out. Brian? You know, same, uh, you know, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, things are fantastic on my end. I have very little to complain about. Uh, not that I won the lottery or anything, just uh, positive on life, man. Feeling good.
0: Um, Cool. Sounds good. Well, uh, this week, um, in honor of a momentous occasion happening next weekend, uh, we're going to be talking about Batman, just kind of the Batman movies that have come before because we, uh, weren't, we weren't doing a podcast before when the other, what is it? Seven, eight Batman movies came out. So, um, yeah, we're gonna talk about Batman movies and then uh, I think we're gonna do a challenge, a uh who what what do we call those? The fight fight nights? Something like that. Pop pop culture fight night, whatever. Battle Royale. Battle Royale, yeah. So the Battle Royale, this one was actually uh like, Toll
1: uh, re- Royale. I see what you did there.
0: Uh yeah, that was the whole that was my joke um so this one was actually requested by one of the listeners a while back and i've been holding on to it since then but you know this movie got pushed back twice i think since then so um yeah we're gonna see who would win in a fight of all the batman versions so that being said um let's just talk about the batman movies um i don't think we need to talk about batman 1966 Um, starring Adam West and, um Because he's the obvious
1: favorite in the Battle Royale?
0: Yeah. I mean, he does come with that bat-shark repellent, and he really knows how to run through Gotham Gotham City holding a bomb aloft. Um, no, I just don't... I mean, have either of you guys seen it? No.
1: I've seen several episodes. I haven't...
0: What about the the movie? Oh, I haven't watched it. They made a movie. Mm, okay. Um, so... Um. Yeah. I mean, it's. I. I mean, I like it, but it's pretty cheesy. Nineteen sixties television fair. Um, and then the you know, and then they made a movie, which is exactly the same thing, but just two hours of it or an hour and ten minutes of it or something. But, you know, if you ever want to check it out, might be worth checking out just to see what they used to do. I saw a newspaper posting or not a newspaper, like a article on a um on like a movie news website that I follow or pay attention to, uh, that called that version the worst uh, adaptation of Batman. And the comment section was wild. People were just like, this website's trash now. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Anyway, it's got its uh, supporters. Let's let's put it that way. Um, No, let's start with uh, Batman 1989. Tim Burton's Batman starring Michael Keaton. Um, Who else is in this one? Jack Nicholson, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to think of who plays the girl in this one. Can't remember. Um, we'll get there. It'll come to me. Um, how do you guys feel about this movie?
1: Um, have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. Do you ever Brian? dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen it. I think we saw it together multiple times i'm sure Mm -hmm. i mean i used to just watch it all the time
0: um okay well how do we do you guys have uh you guys have thoughts before we
1: um yeah i uh i mean it's it's okay i mean i think that jack nicholson does a decent um uh Interpretation of of Batman. I mean, it's it's definitely you know a hell of a lot better than what we saw as far as like a campy. I mean, it's the first time we really see someone try and bring the actual Batman as he is as the you know dark broody cape crusader on screen, and it's interesting. It's definitely a product of the time, um, but I definitely don't think it's the best Batman that we see on screen.
0: Sure, no,
2: I but mean... isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he like more down to, like, shoot people? I feel like he had, like, guns and stuff. He, no, but he just straight up
0: kills a couple people, for sure. He shoots like a clown. Like, he throws and, a guy. And, and
2: Batman returns. He,
1: he He murders someone on screen. He shoots someone in the face with, like, He's got like cannons on the on the Batmobile. He's like shooting clowns with.
0: Uh that's right. He does do that in in Batman 1989. He throws a guy like he's climbing. He's battling his way up a clock tower to to fight the Joker at the end, and he just like throws a guy off of the staircase. <laughs> so that guy just <laughs> falls yeah. like you know thirty stories or something stupid. <laughs> so um, he definitely kills some people. I mean, so this is like the first yeah. So like you said, um, this is like they. Batman hadn't been seen on screen since 19 the 1960s. Um and uh this was the this was like their they gave it to Tim Burton. Tim Burton was like, Okay, I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it my way. And he basically took it very seriously. Um, obviously there's camp to it, but like he didn't make the character a joke, he made the character a badass. And I mean, he kind of redefined Batman with this. Like people, this movie was such a hit, huge hit that it like relaunched Batman back into the public consciousness. People fucking loved Batman after this. I mean, this movie is really the beginning of it all for me because right after this movie came out, the 1990s Batman animated series came out and it is very heavily inspired by the Tim Burton like universe mm-hmm. right like that that like very gothic version of gotham um that all comes from tim burton and well i think that, I mean, that tv show there's like that direct cartoon. correlations
1: like the, i think i'm pretty sure the person did the soundtrack for the 1989 who did the theme song for that one isn't it uh danny elfman
0: yes that's correct
1: and he's also the the guy who played jack skellington in tim burton's animated um
0: he wrote the music to uh well that's not directed by Tim Burton. Is that directed not? by no. Uh Tim Burton's just like one of the like he's a producer. So he had his hand on it, but it it's and they even call it Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. but completely directed by a different guy. Oh. But it's like it's it's like Tim Burton's art artistic sensibilities, right? Like it's his designs sure. and like his type and it's of his world. Danny Elfman. But and I think it's his story. Yeah, Danny Elfman and him work uh together. I mean, Danny Elfman is a prolific uh superhero like new like he did uh the spider-man theme um anyway yeah he's he's very very good um but yeah they, they that sound that batman theme is the theme that they use in the uh batman animated series and that cartoon is what started at all for me with Batman it's the reason that Batman became my favorite character and I I remember just like every Saturday night or morning excuse me just like running to the living room to watch Batman on Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like it was such a big deal for me it's the reason that I was Batman for Halloween until I was like 13 or something like that like every year I was Batman so um yeah I mean that that i mean that's the beginning of it all. So this movie really catapulted that for me. Um, i remember being really terrified of Jack Nicholson's Joker when i was a kid. Um you guys have any any thoughts on his performance at all? If not, it, i'll
2: i can just run with it. Definitely more terrifying when i was young. I mean nowadays, yeah. you know, not not so much, but that's just i think modern movies versus old stuff, but yeah, i remember back then being like creeped out and, and honestly I would say the same thing about some of the other villains because Devito as the Penguin was terrible.
0: Dude, still fucking freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, freaky, yeah, freaky, freaky, super freaky, Goblin, super like, interesting. Up raw fish, like. Yeah, super interesting interpretation of the Penguin to make him like a sewer dwell- dwelling penguin man. <laughs> Pretty funny, actually. Um, but we'll get there. Uh, Kim Basinger just came back to my head. I got there. I knew it would come back to me. That's the woman in that. Yeah. Um, specifically, I want to shout out the scene where he's in Kim Basinger's apartment and then the Joker shows up to kidnap her. And Bruce Wayne's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Because he like swings and breaks something with the fireplace poker. Yeah, very good. I like that. I also like that at the beginning of that movie, um, they're having a party and Bruce Wayne's like hanging upside down, sleeping like a bat, like he's actually a bat. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous um also quickly want to point out jack palance is in this movie as like one of the gangsters uh of gotham city jack palance uh, most well known as uh curly from uh city slickers um he's in this movie too he plays uh joker's like mob boss leader there's also one of the movies that gives the joker a definitive background you know when joaquin phoenix's movie was coming out and everyone was like well joker doesn't have like a like an origin story and like that's not what the character is meant to be this movie straight up gives him an origin story and no one ever talks about talks about it like that's a bad thing so anyway we can move on number two in this series also directed by tim burton also starring uh michael keaton although does this one have nicole Kidman in it, or is that the third? That's the third one with with Val Kilmer. So, uh, oh, it's Michelle Pfeiffer is the correct. the Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, Danny DeVito Joker. Or, I mean, uh, Penguin. <laughs> Danny DeVito's Joker would be fucking sick though. um Danny DeVito's Penguin, which again, yeah, absolutely terrifying to me, uh, even today, super freaky. Um, Max Shreck, played by Christopher Walken. I always forget he's in this movie. Yeah,
2: I totally forgot till to, you just mentioned it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want to be clear, I'm not looking at IMDb right now. This is all off the top of my head, so everybody should be impressed. Um, yeah, very... I mean, this movie is also very good. I mean, I fell in love with Michelle Pfeiffer watching this movie, and now every time I see her in anything, I'm just like, there she is. There's Selena Kyle. <laughs> she. Yeah, I don't know why. Although they give her a weird... They're like... Oh, she's not a cat burglar. She's literally a woman who is killed and then resurrected by cats. And now everyone just assumes that that's like what Catwoman is supposed to be. She also actually has nine lives. Um, Yeah, this movie takes uh, the source material and is just like, no, 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 no. What if Penguin was actually a weird penguin man with like a penguin flippers for fingers and all kinds of weird shit?
1: I mean, we're going to talk about this and maybe I should save it for later, but... There's a scene in this film. I mean, I haven't seen this film in in years. Um, There's a scene in this film where where Catwoman, Selena Kyle, and uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne, dance, and they have (laughs) a conversation about their like alter egos. That is totally what they were trying to recreate in The Dark Knight Rises, with Catwoman dancing with Bruce Wayne with with eerily Um, similar.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Christopher Nolan was definitely like trying to reference that, but there's always this sort of game being played between Selena I get Kyle.
1: I get that. I'm just saying, like, the two of them meeting at a party, dancing, talking about their alter egos. Like, there's definitely, it's too eerily, too eerily similar to be ignored.
0: Sure. Yeah, I definitely don't agree or don't disagree. Um, this movie has one of the weirdest supervillain plots in any superhero movie ever Uh, basically the penguin is a weird goblin man and (laughs) Christopher Walken's character is like what if we got him elected mayor (laughs) and and then he kills his assistant for some reason which is um, Michelle Pfeiffer and she becomes a undead cat zombie woman Uh, who is trying to kill max shrek and then they i don't know get on batman's bad side somehow i don't really remember what they do but all i know is the main crux of the penguins plotline is that they're trying to get him elected mayor for some reason (laughs) (laughs) which is insane uh but i don't know i like this movie a lot um i haven't seen it in a few years but it sticks with you because of the iconography and everything, you know? Um, anyone else have any weird thoughts on this movie? Any memories of it? Jeff?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely one specific scene that I uh, has been seared into my brain, which is Danny DeVito biting off a man's nose and just having a mouthful of <laughs> blood for the rest of the it's scene. It's like
0: really black. Like the blood is like yeah, really black like oil. for some Yeah. Yeah super gross and
1: it like it just like goes on for way too long with him like delivering lines and i'm like all right this is fucked up this is just Mm -hmm. gross uh really
0: gross really fucking just weird and freaky yeah
1: yeah and then selena kyle committing electric suicide without needing to but
0: yeah (laughs) she she lives because at the end of that movie we see her yeah um so she lived through it maybe we'll see maybe do you think uh in the flash movie michael keaton and selena like we'll see a version of selena kyle still alive maybe that'd be kind of sick um okay let's move on to so tim burton after this movie uh basically they they're like do you want to do a third batman movie or do you want to do a superman movie and he's like i'm gonna do superman movie and uh, Nicholas Cage is my Superman.
2: <laughs> that actually happened. I think I've seen clips of... They didn't film it. Him uh, in the Superman outfit. The, the story yeah. of,
1: of this Superman film is absolutely berserk. Like It's absolutely insane.
0: Have you watched the documentary I've The watched Death the of Superman Lives?
1: Brian, you have to watch there the documentary. Basically, the director... The high-level version. The director was absolutely insane. He was like fighting... The director is Tim
0: Burton. Uh the producer. Was it the producer? He wanted to include a giant Thanagarian snare beast, which is a type of spider. Which uh, he ended up being the producer of uh, Wild Wild West. Which uh, remind me, how does it end? Giant spider. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally, they tell stories about like
1: <laughs> trying to to put like the behind the scenes needed stuff for this film to work, and he would like come onto the set and like wrestle the people trying to do work. Like he would straight up like put people in chokeholds. Yeah. As people were like trying to work in an office. They'd be like be like, Get up, let's wrestle. And people would be like, I'm just trying to get my shit done, Steve. Like it's so fucked up.
0: F- from what I remember, this producer is he used to be Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. And Barbara Streisand basically like made him a movie producer. <laughs> like he has no he had like no history in movies or real any interest in it. He was just like her hairdresser, and she was just like, I like this guy. Let him be a producer on this movie, basically. And yeah, he's just a crazy man. Um I I highly recommend the documentary. It's very good for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, you get interviews with Kevin Smith, you see the behind the scenes. Uh, footage of nicholas cage with his long grown-out hair um trying on the christopher reeves costume and then they you know they show you production uh imagery of like you know the the storyboards and stuff like that they were going to ha- bring christopher walken in to play brainiac and they had it all drawn out with christopher walken as brainiac it's just it's a very good documentary very interesting guy made it for almost no budget by himself and then got funding to edit it basically into to market it and uh I, yeah just totally worth watching um so Tim Burton leaves and they bring in uh Joel Schumacher the master of camp he's the one who he had directed uh top Gun probably I don't know like two three years before this and the movie we got is Batman forever um, this movie is starring uh val Kilmer uh Chris O'Donnell shows up at Excuse me. Chris O'Donnell shows up in it as Robin, right? Or is Robin only in the... the no, 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 that's, this this that's correct.
1: Chris O'Donnell's on this, yeah. He didn't okay. direct Chris Top Gun. Okay, Chris O'Donnell.
0: Um. Sorry?
1: He didn't direct Top Gun. Joel Schumacher did not direct Top Gun.
0: Oh. But continue. Wait. Wait, who did direct Top Gun?
1: I think it was the director that you were obsessed with last time.
2: Tony Scott? I think so. Tony Maybe. Scott, he's correct.
0: Yeah. Jeez, All right. Wait, what did t- Joel Schumacher just direct then in the 90s? Let me think.
2: It was Gun Top. Oh that? yeah, the the,
0: uh, the, gay, p- the gay porn parody of <laughs> Gun top. top Gun. <laughs> um, uh, Joel Schumacher. Comic uh, confusion. <laughs> um joel schumacher i think is a very talented director um very strange man very maximalist filmmaker and he really took the these next couple batman movies and was just like what if these were like the comics from the 70s just like super colorful neon everywhere um black lights all kinds of craziness gotham is now the most insane city you've ever existed in where like the hyper rich have like weird levels of technology but then the police still drive around in like ford like 1950s ford falcons and shit um he uh yeah uh you this is the movie where you bring in tommy lee jones to play two-face for some reason harvey dent even though established in this world because this is supposed to be in the same universe as the tim burton movies before it Mm -hmm. um we already have Harvey Dent, played by uh, Billy uh, Billy something Billy Lee. I was just looking at his name. Lando Calrissian himself. Um, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams, thank you. And uh, Billy Billy Lee Dilliams. Yep, that's right. And uh, didn't he star in Guntop? <laughs> I thought Lee I saw Williams. him in it at least. It yeah. Oh, you watched it. <laughs> for educational purposes <laughs> <Yeah. I> was, <laughs> like I'm said, a completionist
2: I have to see everything Joel Schumacher directed I'm a big Billy Lee Dilliams fan it's <laughs> like
1: yeah. a common misconception you better have to before you realize he was watching the wrong movie
2: I think, I think this is the wrong movie this is a third man
0: on man sex scene like um, I was
2: expecting I was expecting a volleyball scene I'm getting kind of confused everything else seems like it's in line though <laughs>
0: full penetration <laughs> yeah. that Tom Cruise guy is really getting it um, <laughs> he
2: really does his own stats um, Val
0: Hilmer, uh takes the reins as batman billy d williams was harvey dent but now it's a white man um this is the movie that has one of my favorite batman moments of all time which is there's a court case happening and the guy the the guy on, on in the in the box what do you call that the witness box Yep. what uh he throws acid in harvey dent's face And Batman in full costume is just jumping out of the stands uh, of like, so he was, Batman was sitting there in full costume in this court case for some period of time. Uh, Just that. I just want to live in that world. You know what I mean? Where that just could happen. Um, Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and then Jim Carrey, one of our favorite actors. I think all three of us are big fans of Jim Carrey. I know Brian and I are Jeff love him okay cool um
2: loved him in gun top
0: yeah oh he's in it too huh man (laughs) this this movie had a star-studded cast it's really Um, who yeah yeah um apparently um like everybody's coming into town for filming uh tommy lee jones and jim carrey are gonna work together um pretty closely in this film playing the two main villains and uh, Jim Carrey at this time is at the height of his powers. He's one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood, absolutely crushing it at the box office year after year after year. Every film he comes out with is amazing. Um, he comes in for to or he goes to a restaurant when he gets into town and he sees Tommy Lee Jones is at the restaurant with some people. So he walks over to him to shake hands with him and be like, Hey, uh, we're going to be in, the movies together and Tommy Lee Jones stands up and is like, let me talk to you for a second and walks him away from people. And he says, you and I will not be friends. I cannot sanction your buffoonery. And basically just leaves Jim Carrey there and just walks back to his table. Like basically being like, I don't respect you as an actor. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't know what Jim Carrey did that pissed Tommy Lee Jones off, but he did something. And what's crazy is Tommy Lee Jones is basically playing a Jim Carrey character in this movie like it's a very strange performance
2: so is there anything else like that has ever come of that interaction
0: i don't know that's just like one of those things that is like a legend everybody knows you know that that history of of that i don't i don't really know what's going on there but um really bothered (laughs) i guess it really stuck with them jim carrey and him just like didn't talk to each other on set it was i don't know just a weird energy um Not really sure what's going on there. Drew Barrymore. Is this the one where Drew Barrymore shows up as one of the girls? Just like a very strange cameo where Drew Barrymore shows up and she's one of Tommy Lee Jones's girlfriends. What the fuck is that? Every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, what are you doing here? Um, Let's see what else is in this movie. So this is the one with Nicole Kidman. Uh, like I said, Chris O'Donnell shows up. We get the origin of Dick Grayson, the first, uh, first new interpretation of Dick Grayson, and honestly, the the last. Really, I mean, we have Titans version, but like we haven't seen a big screen version of Dick Grayson in a while, right? Um, yeah, I don't understand why that is. I still think that there's room to use Robin. Well, I know why. It's because Chris Nolan didn't want like thought Robin was a fucking dumb character and didn't see a way to fit him into his movie, uh, his movies. I still think he could have. Um, and, uh, we know that Zack Snyder was planning to introduce like a version of Carrie Kelly, apparently. Um, but then that didn't happen. Um, obviously. So um, this is also
1: the film. If you watch, um, Val Kilmer's, I watched Val Kilmer's documentary or I wanted to
0: ask about this, actually.
1: So he talks about how Batman playing Batman was one of like the most isolating experiences of his life because you're in this suit that's basically just thick, like seal rubber that covers your ears. And so everyone that tries to communicate you communicates to you. They don't talk to you because you can't hear them. And so like you can barely turn your neck and he's just like basically you wear this suit for like six hours a day and like you just sweat in it, you basically just get rashes for every day that you wear it. And the entire time you're just alone in your own head trying to. And then on top of that, the press of him trying to replace Tim Burton, who was universally loved and he was just like, or not Tim Burton, sorry. Uh, Michael Keaton was who was just universally loved as Batman. Uh, he was like, I fucking should' not have taken this role because it didn't pan out the way that I wanted it to
0: yeah and there's a reason he didn't come back um yeah this movie is crazy uh Jim Carrey as Riddler is beaming thoughts into people's heads uh Two-Face wants in on the action for some reason (laughs) I don't know I don't understand it it's ridiculous um yeah I just I don't know very crazy um oh quickly on the first Batman movie uh did there's a some bad blood here um robin williams always wanted to play the joker he's like robin williams is like a big comic book fan wanted to play the 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 role of the joker um studio wanted jack nicholson but jack nicholson was kind of like playing hardball with them and basically being like i need it like this much money and they're like we don't have it so apparently what they did was they publicly offered the role to robin williams to force Jack Nicholson to make a decision, but with no intention of actually hiring Robin Williams. So Robin Williams accepted the offer. And then when Jack Nicholson also accepted, they were like, sorry, Robin, we're going with Jack. And I think Robin Williams was basically like, I'm never going to work with Warner Brothers again after that. And I don't know if he did. I think that's the kind of like the Hollywood legend behind that Joker casting in that first one. I think Robin Williams could have crushed it. Honestly, I think it would have been a very different interpretation, but Robin Williams as a Joker with like his kind of manic energy back in the, the late eighties, early nineties, I think he could have really crushed that role.
2: Um,
0: I don't know. Any thoughts on that quickly before we move on?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know too, too much about Tim Burton as a director. I don't know how much, because I mean, Robin I think seems to thrive in his best roles given the amount of um, uh, freedom that he's given. Right. If you look at Mrs. Doubtfire, I think I've mentioned this on pod before, but they have so much footage from Mrs. Doubtfire that they can make, they, the director said, or Robin Williams said, that they can make, edit that film into either an R-rated film, a PG-rated film, or an NC-17 rated film, because yeah. apparently he, he he shows Dong at some point in the Mrs. Uh, Doubtfire suit.
0: And remind uh, me, is Mrs. Doubtfire directed by Joel Schumacher? <laughs> I don't is know. Is this immediately post-Guntop? Uh, um,
1: but- my point is Mrs. Doubtfire is a great film and and they just let Robin Williams go. They didn't stop him. Um, yeah. They made sure they well, got – Well, that's the-, the thing.
0: You get Robin Williams in for Joker and I think that he brings a version of the – like a very, 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 very different than Jack Nicholson but at least equally as iconic in and my and opinion. I just I think don't he know if done Tim
1: done Burton would have been able to work with him, right? If Tim Burton has, a, has his own vision of the Joker and says, no, no, I need you to deliver the line like this. And Robin, I don't know if Robin Williams – I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know, Brian. You got thoughts on that?
2: Um, to be honest with you, I think Robin Williams obviously had a great talent for like comedy, and, and like he's not the kind of guy that you'd really want to rein in. I did like him in the few dramas I saw him in, so I would have liked to have seen him do a dark version of of the role. You know, and not something like like you know. To be honest with you, those '90s villains in these movies are kind of like I don't know, crazy and zany, and not Rimsical yeah not um grounded yeah i think that's fair to say um and and i i just would have liked to have seen a darker spin on it like in the newer versions we're getting now where the villains all you know are hitting a darker chord like i would have liked to have seen robin williams do something like that to be honest if he had done something but that's easy to say now in hindsight i mean obviously that wasn't really happening back then so yeah for
0: sure um okay so now we're gonna move on to Batman and Robin also directed by uh, oh sorry did you guys have any final thoughts on uh, Batman Forever um no uh
2: Batman Forever yes let me collect my thoughts here uh, Nicole Kidman was fucking hot in this movie
0: yeah red hair Oof,
2: really worked for me just younger look great anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs> Just had to get that in, I'm sorry. That's all. um she, she wasn't playing, in Gentop, so I was really excited to see her in this.
0: She's playing Vicky Vale, is that right? A uh comic book reporter who has been um, She's playing
2: Dr. Chase Meridian. Oh, that's right. Vicky Vale is Kim
0: Basinger, sorry. Um, Chase Meridian. I actually don't know if Chase Meridian's a comic book character, but that's a great name. Chase Meridian. Also Chase on a girl. I kinda like that for a girl's name. Cool. Um so um yeah nicole kidman very beautiful is this the that's the movie where he has her over to his house for dinner Uh and then they she's like can you pass the salt and he has to like get up and walk from the head of the table all the way across like this massive table (laughs) to give it to her i think maybe that's a number one actually i can't remember though it's been a while since i've seen any of these um all right uh now on to batman and robin the movie that effectively killed batman for like 15 years or something crazy um george clooney comes comes in to take the 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 reins of the cape crusader chris o'donnell is back um we have alicia silverstone fresh off of clueless coming in as barbara gordon um you know who we haven't talked about this whole time that I can't believe we haven't talked about is Michael Go or Goff Go, I think. He's the guy who played Alfred in these um very iconic version of Alfred. He's the he's the character that really tells you that we're all in the same universe, right? Because he's been the same Alfred for all four or all four movies. Um he was really 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 good. He was kind of what I pictured as Alfred my whole life growing up um so uh just so it's the one tie
2: between all of them all mm-hmm. the different batman uh
0: i think the commissioner gordon's uh, uh commissioner the guy who played commissioner gordon and all four of them is the same as well um are you sure yeah well they commissioner gordon i think i said i think um commissioner gordon in those movies is basically not in them he they barely use him he's just there he just like shows up to crime scenes that's it he doesn't he's not the way that you know we come we've come to expect commissioner gordon to be um now this movie has uma thurman playing poison ivy um it's got a big buff bodybuilder dude playing bane and it's got arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze um this movie really ratchets the camp of the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, like way up to a thousand. It is insane. This is one of the strangest, most exhilarating movies of all time. I loved this movie when it came out. It's I think this is the first one that I saw in theaters. Um, I would have been, I think, eight when this came out. I think it's 98, right? Anyone mm-hmm. want to check me on that? Am I right? 97. 97. So I would have been seven. Um, I was... I was fully on board. I remember all the uh, advertising where um, the Batman has like an ice suit and you're like, you're like shooting rockets and shit out of the Batmobile. I had all the toys. I was obsessed well and truly obsessed with Batman at this point. Um, this was like, I loved this movie now as an adult, still love it. I think it it's on all levels. It's ridiculous. It's not a good movie, but man, I really enjoy watching it. I just
2: think it's so fun um I'll let i'll let someone else talk here right uh unless i'm mistaken this is the infamous nipple suit batman
0: yep this is the nipple suit batman
2: uh that's all i have to add go ahead and Jeff. nipple suit robin <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah this th- th- is honestly
0: yeah the story of a girl sorry this is
1: the film that has batman having a bat credit card that somehow doesn't reveal bat his bat identity um, yeah never leave home it.
0: without it that's what he says <laughs> um
1: this is the film that has the record for the most amount of puns in a in a, in a runtime.
0: have an ice day it's yeah. just- oh my <laughs> <good>. <laughs> god
2: so Tyler do you remember the the Schwarzenegger 10-hour quote thing
0: yeah of course I do <laughs> are you kidding me
2: Yeah, so I basically I
0: quickly explain what.
2: Yeah, so on YouTube you'll find things like, uh, you know, Darth Vader breathing for ten hours, and you know, I don't know, SpongeBob laughing for ten hours, just like Yoda
0: laughing for ten hours. Iconic (laughs) sounds
2: on a ten-hour loop. It's just a thing on YouTube. Uh, Something I found was someone had gone through Arnold Schwarzenegger's filmography and just found all of his just super like
0: yeah well they just it's just quotes just one-liners it's all one-liners you know i'll
2: be back and all that crap and like splice them into one video that is shockingly entertaining for what it offers like if when you first start watching it you're like this is ridiculous i'm not gonna sit here and watch this but basically i found out the the long way that it's about two hours or so worth of quotes and then it repeats and so it does. It just repeats it five times, but you get two hours worth of just original Schwarzenegger quotes, and yeah. it's just, it's very entertaining i think we put it on it at, at, at tyler's old house one time and like while we were all hanging out and listened to the whole thing like maybe yeah. not the 10 hours but at least the first loop it and was it...
0: we my first smart tv back when smart tvs came out and we put it up on the tv i remember we like pulled he was like i was like look my tv has youtube and you're like oh i got something uh, i got something for you. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah he pulled it out
2: there's a lot of um mr. freeze in there he's got so many one-liners in this movie it's hysterical. oh my god this, Have an idea. <clears throat> this is and the film every
0: single one of them hits is there's not Chill a single out. miss in doesn't it. he say that yeah probably <laughs> I'd be surprised if he didn't what were you gonna say jeff so
1: this is also the what the, the movie in which poison ivy tries to kiss batman where he reveals that he is wearing a thin layer of lip protection plastic
0: yeah <laughs> Wax plastic wax lips or something um, yeah ridiculous
1: this movie is hot garbage
0: uh watch uh, your mouth um also i want to say uh what killed the dinosaurs the ice age the ice <laughs> it's not a pun what is that yeah. i don't even that's not even a joke it's just a fact yeah, it's thanks for the very, reminder <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't understand who wrote that everybody <laughs> freeze yeah, yeah. Awful. oh my god
1: uh, so amazing Absolutely. I mean, this, this, I don't know many films where the director has publicly apologized, but this is one of them. And I don't think that he's apologized enough.
0: Apparently, George Clooney, (laughs) if you walk up to George Clooney and tell him that you paid. To see this movie, he will get, and he has money in his pocket. He will give you ten a ten dollar bill, Bullshit. to pay you back for it. That's it's a it's one of those legends that people say. I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure. I've never met him. I don't want my money back. I feel like I earned, I like they earned every penny that they got from me on that one.
2: Dude, the nipple um, suit alone is incredible. Like, who yeah. in costume design was like, all right, are we missing anything with the suits looking pretty good? And someone went, where are the nipples? <laughs> and they were like oh yeah hold on one second hold on let, let me just like what did they think nipples added to the exterior look of that getup? i just don't understand <laughs>
0: i mean maybe it's because he was he was fighting mr freeze and it was cold out so
2: they're peeking through maybe that was the idea i don't really know um
0: but i like it i'm into it <laughs> it works for me
2: yeah i'm not gonna lie arnold schwarzenegger uh is to this day even with the new modern movies still my favorite batman villain it's hysterical
0: oh yeah i like it a lot i think that this movie is amazing it's not amazing and, for the right reasons and but. i
2: totally get why he's a villain yeah you know like he's trying to save his wife yeah
0: uh so actually so quickly on that um little fun fact in the comics that wasn't that wasn't the story for for mr freeze mr freeze was like kind of a nothing character he was just a bad guy who robbed banks and um wore like the the suit and you know had a freeze gun and uh the batman animated series has a two-part episode called heart of ice uh that they made into like a home movie basically they recut it into a home movie um where they gave victor freeze that backstory and completely changed the character and now and like obviously that character that character is sick now i think i think that's a really good i think super villain
1: there's not a lot that we have to touch on for the animated series but i think that there are some some key components as far as the history of batman that show did influence the history of batman a lot and and needless to say the biggest change that they made to the batman family is obviously the creation of harley quinn um who at first just was just a Clown in the background, but eventually was given a speaking role. Tara Strong, uh, who's a very very prominent voice actress in the voice acting community, um, did a great job portraying her and bringing that character to prominence. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Bruce Tim and Paul Dini uh, did most of the writing and her running on on the animated series, and they really crushed it. I mean, um, they also gave us Mask of the Phantasm, which is genuinely a good batman story told in an animated film um really really good uh just it's a, and they a completely original character too and like they created that character now that character's back in batman comics now finally years later but um yeah i mean they they i mean it's i've re-watched that entire series as an adult like twice like in the last 10 years um It's very strong still to this day, holds up very well written, really well done. Um, If you guys are ever interested, anyone's ever interested, go find it. Uh, I don't know where it's at anymore, but it was on Amazon for a long time. Um, Highly recommend that series. Absolutely amazing uh, work that they did with it. Um, All right. I think we can move on now. Next time we see Batman is uh christopher nolan batman begins 2008 right same year as the first iron man movie Uh is that right that's correct wow yeah uh what a big year that was um this movie changed everything for batman this mike is the first time that people were like whoa batman is fucking sick like (laughs) it's cool man um obviously you take one of the strongest up and coming directors of all time now considered like one of the best directors of all time. And you give him a Batman trilogy. Like how lucky could Batman get to just like, be like, you know, I don't know. I don't understand how they got it. I don't know how they made it work, but yeah, they gave Christopher Nolan, um, Batman. And what he did is he took it back to the origins and gave us a strong origin story for Batman um they also used two characters that had never been seen on live action scarecrow played by killian murphy and um ray played by uh qui-gon jin liam neeson <laughs> um played by uh gawain
2: from 80s Exc- excalibur
0: yeah you know what i've been watching that merlin show and they have a gawain in this and i'm like you're not liam neeson you bitch no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um, is is he playing gawain
2: i believe he's Gawain in it
0: yeah oh wow i i've been thinking about that movie a lot lately i may i may have to go rewatch it uh shout out to excalibur crazy weird uh king arthur movie um yeah i mean anyone have thoughts on this one i mean i'm sure we all have thoughts on this one right
1: yeah i mean definitely um I think the only mistake that this film really makes is they didn't have a lot of mobility in the bat suit. Other than that, they, they do do the due diligence of having showing Batman fight scenes outside of the costume. The whole training montage at, at um, the League of Shadows is incredible, establishing who the League of Shadows is. Early, fantastic for the trilogy that they're trying to tell.
0: Um, oh, yeah, also changing the name from League of Assassins to League of Shadows fucking grade a work because league of assassins is the most ridiculous on the nose name for a league of assassins (laughs) um Um,
1: yeah but uh, this movie just works um that opening scene with him at the prison and just fucking takes on like six dudes gets pulled away and and they're like we're breaking up the fight why protection i don't need protection no protect (laughs) them from you
0: yeah oh man maybe go ahead
2: brian yeah, maybe don't do that. Um, don't, don't do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to say this: these are the movies that make me believe in the Batman character because uh, I think contrary to you guys, I have never bought into the bullshit that is a Batman character that can sit on the same superhero panel as Superman. It just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like anyone that Batman is even capable of engaging with, Superman could just fly through their chest at full speed. I just – it like I've said this for years. I've never been – like uh, – Dude, I just. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: Superman could do that to any character. He doesn't yeah. do
2: it. I like. Right? I like how Brian
1: they, likes the power of Superman, but ignores the fact that Brian, the Superman, would never morally fly through someone's chest. But
2: continue. Well, the, the same like Bane. Like, why wouldn't Superman just grab him and throw him in a cell? Bane can do nothing to to Superman. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, You're He right. couldn't even make him blink. Like, yeah. literally, if Bane walked up to Superman and Superman was like, "All right, I won't move." And then he, like, tried to make his eyelids close. He's not even physically capable of doing that. Superman's eyelid wouldn't even close. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, but there's a reason that Batman stands the test of time and Superman, they have such a hard time getting his character right in movies. You know what I mean? Like, because Superman is, it's hard to make a movie about a guy who's nigh on invincible, you know, like.
2: Totally, it's but...
0: really hard to make a movie or a, tell a story with any level of stakes for a character who is so invincible. Sure, But then you tell the story of Batman. There's a reason that Batman, I think, is a better character. He's totally fallible. He's totally broken and he can totally get hurt. He's like, it's so much
2: danger all the time. He's definitely, if like, I think he's, in my opinion... He's what am I trying to say here? He suffers from being next to Superman, in my opinion. Like, like, it makes me, it doesn't, when you put the two of them next to each other, I understand it's caused by Superman being too powerful and too perfect, but it makes me look at Batman like you do not deserve to be on that panel. Like, Alfred would be worth more to this panel of superheroes because at least he can fetch them a refreshment when they get <laughs> 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 Like, <laughs> like Batman sitting there, I just always feel like unless he's the guy staying at base and just being the strategic well, I don't know.
0: Master I Ryan mean, do you feel the same guy. way about Iron Man and Thor?
2: Yeah, I used to argue that all the time. That like Iron Man, I feel like is is very limited in scope. But, like, yes, in the Marvel movies, they make it work and they make it like they do a good enough job of making him believe he can hold his own against these intergalactic enemies. But realistically, like it's just not the same. Like I, like, can we see it like Thanos just like, it's only his genius that really keeps him in the fight because other than that, Thanos is just ripping pieces of his armor off of him, and he's just a dude, you know?
0: Yeah. But that's what makes Batman. And that, I mean, that's the heart of it, right? That's what makes Batman interesting to watch in my opinion is that he, he is in danger. Totally agree,
2: And that's back to my, this could, you know, turn around right back to my point, which is these movies, made me believe batman as a character for the first time because he was human he could have he could be injured he could you know like he had limitations but at the same time also when he was performing his like fighting like the the fighting overall was believable he wasn't just like mowing through intergalactic enemies he was fighting other people and he just had more training that we also got to see him develop yeah. and and like it was like okay i get why he's capable of doing this because you know we've seen where he got his his abilities from and it just you know i the point of all that was to say these movies made me believe that bat, bat, bat batman is a character for the first time
0: yeah for sure and i think we can talk about the christopher nolan movies all at once because they are just such a solid trilogy i don't think we need to go movie by movie um especially since i want to kind of make up for time here um that first one is very good, and it is a very strong start. Um, we get Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox, finally bringing that character out of the comics. Really good inclusion. Obviously, Morgan Freeman, one of the greats. Um, we get Michael Caine as Alfred. I didn't know, if it, you know what to expect from Alfred. This version of Alfred is now super iconic. Um, we get uh, a true Commissioner Gordon in Gary Oldman. Um, absolutely incredible performance, I think, in this movie um uh really really good job bringing that character out of the comics i mean that's exactly how gordon is portrayed in the comics and they they nail it in these movies um yeah so i think we can move oh and the tumbler the batmobile we didn't really talk about the batmobiles in the original movies uh or in the the first uh set of four um it's fun it's like this really weird long car that can't turn (laughs) like it needs to shoot a grappling hook to turn a corner which is ridiculous um this version of the batmobile is insane the tumbler is a tank absolutely incredible uh car is uh batmobile design um but really what steals the show in these in this trilogy is the villains am i right like it really is like Liam Neeson as Ray Shawgul is really good. Killian Murphy as Scarecrow—they don't give him a lot. I feel like I feel like they could have done better with that character. Still, but still good. But number two, obviously, we get the entrance of uh, Heath Ledger's version of the Joker, which I think we've talked about on this podcast, and everybody talks about it. One of the, just one of the all-time great performances in any movie. Yep. Um, to see something like that in like a superhero movie. Uh, to give that kind of level of performance to a comic book character—it's, I don't—it's—it's it's incredible. It kind of really made comic gave people a reason to care about comic book movies. You know what I mean? When someone is going to put that kind of heart and soul into a performance—does um, anyone have thoughts on that?
1: No, I think I've said this before, even on Pod, is that the what the Nolan, what Christopher Nolan really got right is the the villains. Um, I mean, even Tom Hardy plays, you know, as much as he is hard to understand, plays a very fun um, character. And obviously, his version
0: of Bane is way more accurate to the comic books. Very smart, very methodical, very violent. You know what I mean? But yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I just think that um, the villains really make this film. Like, like Christopher, I mean, Christian Bale as as Batman uh, is fine. Like I said, you've got problems with you know a lot of problems people have pointed out watching his fight scenes before um that he sure. does okay um and him as bruce wayne you know take it or leave it morgan freeman's very entertaining as as uh did they create lucius fox for
0: no he's a comic book character he comes from the comics
1: um and and michael Kane playing alfred is obviously you know brilliant casting but um bruce wayne and batman are not what i watch those films it's, it's for the villains and it's for the supporting cast
0: Sure. I mean, not, not to take away from Christian Bale, I think that he does a really good job with the role, but I just don't think that the, the movies are really written for him. Right? Brian, did you have thoughts?
2: Um, I completely agree. I mean, it's more of the same, I guess, like what I felt like they succeeded with with Batman. They also succeeded with the villains. Like I, the other thing is is, and this might be a good segue to the next Batman, but I was grateful that they didn't continue with this Batman into a broader universe because yeah. of that reason I felt like you needed a different Batman to be able to do the more fantastical storylines that they were heading into mm-hmm. and this Batman in a self-contained tri- trilogy was the right decision so I thought they did a good job there that was worth nodding to because um, I, I think it would have been a hard like you would have seen too much character change um, like to be acceptable if if you had decided to take the Christian Bale Batman and put him in there with those, those other uh, superheroes
0: sure i mean like what is the superman that exists in this kind of world you know what i mean that batman can be on par with him and it's a pretty weak superman right Right. um yeah for sure i agree but then we move on i mean and i mean obviously do we want to rank these these three here i mean obviously it's number two is number one right and then so it's the dark knight and then probably uh batman begins and then rises anyone in disagreement there
2: yeah, it's kind of a coin flip there. I'd say it's like yeah. number one is Dark Knight, and then the other two kind of tie.
0: Yeah, tie somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Jeff, who played the next Batman?
2: All right, let's
1: let's talk about yeah.
0: Who was it? Who played him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Um, yeah. So, coming off of this movie. Christopher Nolan's like, "I'm not doing any more superhero movies." And they're like, "We're trying to start a superhero universe like the uh Marvel universe. Please help us launch Superman." And so he works with Zack Snyder very closely and they do Man of Steel, which I think all three of us are in agreement, we really like that movie. A lot of people don't. I'm a huge fan of this movie. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um and they decide to make it that's the launching of the universe. So, what do they want to do next? Well, They let Zack Snyder have the reins on his own and he decides that he's going to jump straight into Batman fighting Superman. And he creates his own version of Batman, which is a big bodybuilding badass version of Batman. Uh, Ben Affleck gets absolutely huge for this role and they create a bat suit that he can move in and they give us probably the most comic accurate fight scenes with Batman. Like this is the Batman that, I've been reading in comics and playing in video games and watching on TV since I was a kid. Absolutely incredible interpretation. I think really good. The worst part is that he takes joy in killing people. They give him a plane with guns. He shoots a man in the in the, uh, the gas tank and blows a man up. <laughs> um, he runs over people with a car. Like he's absolutely brutal. And I just don't understand why you would give us that kind of Batman You know, is anyone calling for a, like, I like a Batman who will punch a man into a brick wall. Sure. I don't want a Batman who's shooting people. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Any thoughts on the Ben Affleck Batman in Batman v Superman, Dawn of justice?
1: I mean, so they definitely, you know, had to branch away from the same kind of, I have one rule I won't kill. That was such a strong theme in the Christopher Nolan films that I don't blame, uh, DC for moving away from it, especially with having Superman, who is even more so protective of life, having killed Zod on screen, which again, I was okay with. Um, I honestly, you know, obviously I'd prefer a Batman that goes up and above for for saving people. Um, but I think that, and I've said this before, Ben Affleck played the best Batman
0: yeah i think so i mean he's a charming version of bruce wayne um he's again he's exact he's like comic book page accurate batman as far as how big he gets absolutely like carved out of stone huge um Uh that suit is really sick and he can move his head he can move like his arms he can jump out of the batmobile like we see all of that um you believe it when he's fighting. That fight scene in the warehouse is one of the single best Batman moments we see in any of these movies. Now, unfortunately, Ben Affleck's the best Batman in the worst movies starring yeah. Batman. Like Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice is not a good movie. I agree. Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League have a lot of problems and they fuck up using Batman in that movie in those movies. It is like so frustrating to watch like they give us a batman who can fight superman and then they give us a batman who can't do anything he stands on a parapet and shoots flying bugs it's like what the fuck is this version of batman give me batman grappling hooking around and killing people like or killing bugs i don't understand why is this the version we're getting um yeah i think that he is he's really good but
2: unfortunately those movies are bad what i what i
1: I mean, there's a couple different... Go. Sorry, go ahead, Brian.
2: Um, oh, sure. I, I'll jump in quickly here. Uh, it was definitely the Batman they needed in Batman v Superman uh, to go up against Superman. I still, after I watched that movie, had more questions than answers about how you could justify even putting them in a fight against each other because Superman could just grab them and throw them into the sun. I just didn't... Like, that's not something they'll never be able to get around with me. I kryptonite understand, smoke I understand grenades, bro. the kryptonite thing, but it's just... Superman flies so fast, and it seems to me like kryptonite takes a second to kick in. Why can't he just go at the speed of light and just smash him and knock a skeleton out of his?
0: So initially, he wasn't trying to fight, <laughs> but Batman was like, <laughs> what, what, "Sure," but what the did second he say? decided
1: to fight, why wouldn't he just rip Batman's head off? Is is the question?
0: Sure, totally. Um, right. Well, that at that point, the kryptonite had taken hold. Also, this is a Superman who's never been exposed to kryptonite, so he didn't know what to expect. Right? So why did he? Why I don't
1: understand why why people thought that he would be vulnerable to kryptonite if he'd never been exposed to it before.
2: Oh, he I don't know. His cells, I think. Whatever. But
0: <laughs> uh, oh, they use it to cut open Zod.
2: Everything I've ever seen And so seen they know about, that it cuts his skin. Yeah, everything Sorry. I've ever seen about um, Superman is it takes a couple of seconds for the kryptonite to really start to take a toll. And even then, it's like a slow developing thing where he's right. like weaker the longer he sits there. But it's like for a quick second, you can't just fly in, grab him, launch him into the sun and go get breakfast. Like, what am I missing here? I mean, even more
1: confusing about this film, and I don't want this to become an indictment of just BVS because we can go all night. But if your problem is why Superman doesn't kill Batman when he is trying to kill Batman, why does Batman even want Superman
2: dead? Oh, I don't know. There's no explanation. He dropped a building on his coworkers.
0: No, because Zack Snyder... Because Zack Snyder read uh, Dark Knight Returns and was just like, this is sick. <laughs> what if we just did this? Yeah. And they're like, well, we haven't introduced Batman and Superman as friends yet. We have to build that up. He's like, no, 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 no. Just put them in the same movie. Make them mad at each other. Punch each other. Make them realize then their fr- parents then f- have the same
2: name and they'll be Yeah, cool. then
0: they're friends at the end.
2: <laughs> so... Uh, uh, basically, that just to wrap that point up there. It I I liked that they gave a much more violent, much more physically capable Batman. But you're right, they totally nuke him for the rest of it. They they make him into that uh, field general. I was t- telling you, Batman yeah. needs to be. But at the same time, once you've already given me a physical Batman that can go toe to toe with Superman, I'm like, I'll accept it and just make the movie. Right. Don't then pivot and make him the guy that stays behind the scenes or stays at a distance. Yeah, so, fucking frustrating. I, inconsistent watching
0: watching both versions of justice league that there's n- i just i'm so angry by what they did to that version of batman because ben affleck deserved better in his role and like deserved to do something better hopefully they give it to us with the uh the flash movie that's supposed to you know introduce or like you know give us that character one last time i hope that they give him something you know a proper send-off where he gets to fucking be crazy did you have another thought there brian uh jeff
1: before before we yeah, I just want to say before we move on, like there's just two things that that bothered me. One, back on on BVS, but with the the concept of Batman saying like, "Oh, I need to be useful. Let me go save your mom, and and you go deal with." Why wouldn't Superman just disappear and go murder everyone in just that factory? Both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, do while both. you were finishing that sentence, <laughs> I already took care of it. Yeah, um, exactly. He's fast <laughs> enough to do it. before Batman <laughs> takes two steps out of the building. Like it's anyway ridiculous. Uh, but with Batman v Superman or with with Justice League, the first two thirds of the film, I'm fine with Batman. Ben Affleck has a great role of playing, playing this older, wizened field general. I love all that. The concept of him playing this self-sacrificing, like, Iron Man and Endgame moment where he's, like, driving in about to commit suicide and, like, and then, you know, Aquaman saves him and is like, yeah, I know what you're fucking trying to do. Like, you're not today. Um, I I liked all that. I, mean, I, I didn't like that because, like... We didn't care about Batman that much. Like as much as I liked okay. Watch Batman Watch your mouth.
0: Best. We all like Batman. Um, no, you're right. They hadn't earned it. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Like they, sure. they, they made Justice League as an attempt to try and beat Infinity Wars to market. And I think that it was the wrong call. I, I think that the executives acted out of a fear of this concept of uh, superhero fatigue that they think. Well, they didn't
0: want to lose ground. But yeah, they created the fatigue really. Those movies are so bad that it was just like, what a waste of my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate, but hopefully they can write their course. I mean, Black Adam looks really good. Anyway, we're not talking about that right now. We got one new movie coming out next week. Are you guys looking forward to it? Matt Reeves, director of the, uh, a lot of the Planet of the Apes franchise, the, the, of the, of the franchise of planet version of Planet of the Apes. Um. Yeah, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson. One of the podcasts I listen to calls him Robat, Bat and Bat, um, which I think is funny.
2: He's just Cedric Diggory to me. Yeah. Sparkly <laughs> vampire Cedric Diggory.
0: Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, he uh he's an interesting guy. I am very excited. Everyone else excited about this?
2: I am definitely excited. Uh, cool. always yeah. Sorry Jeff, I didn't mean to catch you off, Go ahead.
1: No, I just very excited. I uh I don't I try not to watch too many trailers or, or read too much about it. So I'm gonna know all I know is from what Tyler and I theorized over watching the initial release trailer like fifteen times on this couch. Um <laughs> but I mean I've seen some stuff but uh, for the most part, like I'm I'm trying to go in as, as blind as I possibly can so that I can really yeah. just enjoy the story for what it is too, too much. I, I really don't like the trend that we're seeing nowadays of people just scouting out studios and predicting exactly what's going to happen based on who shows up on which days. Uh,
0: for sure. Yeah, I've stopped. I've tried to stop reading any of those articles that that are like, you know, like, this is what this is a theory of what we think is going to happen. It's like, it's I don't want to know. Not, and
1: it's not a theory. It's like, well, this actor was seen at this airport on this day, and we know that they're filming these scenes from this location. It's like, that's not a theory. You guys are just assholes. Um, yeah,
2: exactly.
0: So we'll see what happens. Brian, Ryan? you excited?
2: Uh, Generally excited. Nothing specific. I, you know, full disclosure, I didn't feel like we needed another Batman movie this soon, um, you know, or at least not a new original Batman. I was kind of cool with them just continuing to go with uh, – Affleck in the broader universe but well uh, so
0: originally what was going to happen is when Bat- ben affleck signed on he signed on to be batman and to direct a batman solo movie with him in it ben affleck is a very 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 good director in my opinion he's very talented yeah and i was really excited to see what he would do with batman especially with himself playing the role um it ran into so many production delays and issues because of the Zack Snyder thing and all of the issues at Warner brothers that eventually he stepped down as director and was going to star. And it went through three different directors. Finally, they landed on Matt Reeves and Matt Reeves was basically like, "Ah, if I'm going to do this, I really want to pick a younger Batman. I want it to be like year two Batman. And Ben Affleck was like, going through all of his divorce and going back into rehab and getting a really crazy big phoenix back tattoo that's really insane and he was just kind of like yeah i'm out and so he left um but yeah this was originally started out as a ben affleck starring movie which i'm really bummed that we're not gonna get it and
1: it started off as batman versus deathstroke which had joe Um, Manganiello Manganiello like we saw the screen testing which later became the end credit scene for Suicide Squad um and like there was some really really exciting concepts being explored Uh, yeah and it's a shame that 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 didn't end up coming to fruition
0: yeah really sucks but
2: so you know long story short I I didn't feel like this was a necessary one but I mean like whatever these movies are cool and you know I'm not going in with any uh you know real hesitations i'm just looking forward to seeing a good movie so
0: cool all right um let's move on what have we been watching reading and listening to or did Brian. we not want
2: to have the conversation of who's gonna win in the fight fuck I, I, yeah I can make a brief statement i mean that might be it i mean it's obviously batfleck would crush all these dudes but
0: <laughs> but you don't think george Clooney's coming in squirting milk out those nips? yeah i was about
2: to say nipple suit batman might make him hesitate like does, why the fuck george, get george nipples Clooney on get, on your get robin suit? <laughs> And maybe he gets cold cocked by uh, by one of the other Batman. Like, I'm just picturing uh, Val Kilmer hitting him, like, headbutt, like, spear style, like uh, Sean William Scott in, uh Dukes of Hazzard, where he does that helmet dive. <laughs> I'm <laughs> picturing Val Kilmer coming in like that from the top rope or something. Like, that's their only chance against Batfleck, because he's super violent, super jacked, moves a lot faster than uh, the Chris Nolan Batman, Uh he yeah. clearly was built to fight superheroes and not fight, you know... Uh, juiced up you know I mean uh, built to fight super villains not uh, villains villains
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that it's definitely the Ben Affleck version. Um, He's just – he's very violent. Also, will shoot you. He will shoot you. (laughs) He doesn't care. Yeah, or he'll (laughs) just break your limbs and – I don't use guns. I do, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, you lose. Yeah, he'll fucking – he'll kill you. He doesn't care. Yeah, He's branding people. I'll go as far as to say I
2: think that he would solo the rest of them by himself. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, you put them all in a warehouse, and then it's basically just the warehouse scene yeah. from Batman v <laughs> Superman. <laughs> but does everybody's just as Batman in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just um, picturing
2: uh, what's his face, uh, Christian Bale, like getting one block off and being like, ah! and then he just drills <laughs> him. He no just way.
0: stabs him in the jugular with a batter egg. <laughs> you know how you know how
1: in the Dark Knight it opens up with Batman <laughs> fighting. Kind of against Batman pretenders. That's
2: Ben Affleck versus the rest of the exactly. Batman. Yeah, they they'd all look like they're wearing hockeys. What pants? gives you the right I'm wearing hockeys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think we can move on from there. It's Affleck in in a in a stomp. Yeah, <laughs> the violent, vicious stomp that I I would pay to see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know what I've been
0: thinking about lately. There's a Justice League animated movie uh, called Justice League Doom, which is um or is it. No, it's Apocalypse War, I think, maybe, which is a reboot of the the animated Justice League movies. Um, and uh, Darkseid comes to Earth, and um, Batman and Green Lantern and Superman and Wonder Woman and The Flash and Martian Manhunter all have to join uh, forces and um, fight Darkseid. And it's really good. But when they first come together, Batman and Green Lantern have to team up at one point And green Lantern's like well let's fly over there and batman's like well i don't fly and he's just like wait you're not just some guy in a bat suit right <laughs> <laughs> and, and batman just looks at him and smiles and i just have been thinking about that moment for some reason just all week just yeah. that it's, moment it's, where
1: it, it's justice league war and it's the first it. it's the first uh Arc from the Justice, <laughs> uh, the just two thousand twelve uh, Justice League Rebirth comics, or is it uh, New Fifty Two? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah. all right. Man. Let's let's move on. to very, very there, very there, there is going, yeah. there's another moment in that film. Where, because uh, I think the Green Lantern's voiced by Nathan Fillion in that film. Yeah, he um, is. And there's a point where uh, they all come together. I'm like, all right, we've got Superman. We've got Wonder Woman. We've got Green Lantern. And we've got Batman. And Green Lantern's like, we got Batman. Holy shit, he's real? <laughs> and like yeah. turns around and sees him for the first time. Yeah. He's like still a myth at this point.
0: Very good. Very good uh, animated movie. All those
2: DC animated movies are great.
0: All right, Brian, what have you been watching, reading, listening to?
2: I'll keep mine quick. Uh, just watched The Platform yesterday on Netflix. Has anyone mm. ever heard of this? Yeah. It's uh, no. a metaphor
0: people... for modern society.
2: Yeah, like the the social classes. It was mm-hmm. crazy. The uh, main character Spanish gets put film, into right? a... Yeah, Spanish film dubbed over in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main character gets put into a prison, which is basically just two people in a room with a hole in the middle of the floor and there's a hole in the middle of the ceiling and it turns out they're just one of, of about, you know, or, or of, of an unknown number of levels where there's two people in each level and basically you just sit in your blank walled room all day and then one, at one point a day, a, uh, a platform lowers through the holes from the ceiling through to the floor and it pauses on each floor for about two minutes with a and it starts on floor one and it has like a full course meal on it or like, like not one meal sorry it, it's got enough food to feed the it's entire got a lot of food system. on it yeah yeah and basically the idea is if each person or if each level only ate as much as they needed there would be enough food to get all the way to the bottom of the prison and everyone would survive however that's not how it works uh on each level, everyone gorges themselves. And by the time it gets to like level 50 out of like 200 levels, there's never any food left. And so basically every month your level changes, they put you to sleep and you wake up on a different level. And sometimes you'll end up on one of the lower levels where you're not getting any food every day. And like all these crazy things happen when people start to starve. And it's it's a crazy commentary on social, you know, social classes and people, fending for themselves and the people in the top levels, like exploiting their resources and not thinking about people below them. that don't have them. It's, it's very timely and interesting, even though I think it's from 2019, it still holds up today. And this is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: it was very good. I watched it when it first came out. I don't remember a lot of it, except for that. I remember thinking about the equality of the horribleness that everybody is in yeah. that everybody who gets to that top level, it, takes they too much even to though they themselves. were at different levels They're like before. i was starving
2: last month and they did this to me and it's like now that i've got the resources i'm going to exploit it and it's like yeah well, it was the just perfect metaphor
0: for capitalism yeah. in that you're just every single time shit. yeah you get well and it's the people who have nothing and b- pull themselves up from their bootstraps yes and make it they hoard they hoard that money yep, be, and they down, don't right. give back. They don't try to help those. Not yeah. that everybody – that's not ubiquitous, right? Like these basketball players constantly donating. Bill Gates donated more money oh, than yeah, well, like, most see, people will ever earn in their entire you lives. you see the
2: few people in the movie that try to give back and try to help and try to solve the problem. So I think it's it all gets yeah. addressed. I think it's a really good movie. Uh, highly yeah. recommend it. That's on Netflix um and then a couple of documentaries i was watching some stuff on scientology that leia Ramini stuff on mm-hmm. uh, netflix uh, mm-hmm. i find it pretty entertaining to constantly learn about just how, how dark they are just how dark that religion is um i think that's enough said there and then also i watched the frederick Douglass, the new frederick Douglass documentary on hbo today uh it's about mm-hmm. an hour long and it really just goes through uh each of his five most famous speeches, most powerful speeches. And they're like read off by, uh, prominent black actors and black, um, you know, like, you know, prominent figures in, in, uh, popular culture that are, are black and they deliver his speeches and then sit down to talk about it. And, and, and intermixed is the kind of the story of his life going from, uh, being born into slavery to, um, escaping slavery and becoming a, uh, the most famous black man in the world, um, leading up to the civil war, um, due to his impassioned speeches, um, you know, crying foul against slavery and, and demanding um, equality. And it's, yeah, it's I mean, a really powerful documentary.
0: As a black man in this time to have the ear of the president, multiple presidents, you know what I mean? Like just absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, so I, I didn't know that there was one coming out. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, good.
2: co-worker mentioned it and I, I saw it uh, there today when I was looking for something to watch. And uh, it's it's great.
0: Jeff, what do you got going on?
1: Um, reading. I'm still working through the Arcanum Unbounded. I'm like 60% of the way through it. The last uh, book, or one of the, I think, second to last book that I have to read to be completely caught up with Cosmere, and then most likely I'll have to do a reread. Anyway, um, uh, as far as TV shows, I have been uh, out of town all week. I've been in Kansas City and St. Louis, and I'm catching a flight to Vegas on Monday, so, or tomorrow. So, I, yeah, I... I um, but that being said, with the free time that I did did have, I have been playing two games. Both of them just came out. Uh, game number one, I'm actually playing with our co-host Brian here, Total War Warhammer 3. Um, fantasy turn-based strategy. It's actually uh, simultaneous turn, type, turn timing now, which is huge, um, turn-taking. Um, yeah, Brian and I are, are uh, rampaging across the continent with one of my good friends. Um, Super fun game. Go check it out. Brand new. Yep. And then on top of that, a game that actually just released a couple of days ago Elden Ring. I've talked about this on pod a couple of times. Um, Miyazaki, creator of Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, Bloodborne, and uh, um, uh, Sekiro Shadows Day, twice uh, just came out with a new game called Elden Ring. Basically, it plays a lot like the Dark Souls Born franchise, except for this one's uh, free roam run around jump around ride horses um plays kind of like a like a spiritual successor to shadow of colossus to, to an extent um and uh complete co-op and the lore of the game is written by none other than george rr R. martin himself mr i will never finish my books and uh so far the lore has been good um, I'm actually enjoying this a little bit more because the rest of the games, typically you have to like dig really hard and like please to get all these single sentence scraps of information to understand, you know, why you killed that person or who that person was And this one, you know, it's a lot more prevalent. So I'm actually enjoying that a lot more. Um, but yeah, that's everything that I've got. Tyler. Um, all
0: right. Yeah. So I've been sticking true with horizon forbidden West and uh, that Merlin show. I did watch a couple movies Um, I watched the foreigner with Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan directed by Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell directed my favorite movie of all time, which is James Bond casino Royale. Um, he did this movie as well. Uh, was really cool. This is a few years back, 2017, I think, uh, really great to see Jackie Chan. Uh, I just, I really love Jackie Chan. So that was really cool. And Pierce Brosnan, obviously, uh, really great as well was once, once upon a time, James Bond. Um, and then I watched The Other Guys last night, which absolutely incredible. That movie is so funny. It holds it, up. Uh, it I can't believe how good continue. it holds up.
2: Yeah, it got funny as I continue to rewatch this for sure.
0: It um. is yeah it got parts that like i used to think were fucking dumb like the i'm a peacock captain you gotta let me fly all right let's get this straight peacocks don't fly yeah (laughs) fucking laughed out loud so hard at that dude the whole tlc thing he's
2: like that's you gotta be quoting tlc and
0: he's he's like all right you get a creep he's like he's like hey yeah i ain't gonna beg (laughs) <laughs> don't go All right, water that flash. doesn't even make sense in the context of your sentence, Captain. Yeah, so <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> or I, sorry, ain't, ain't too proud to beg. That's what he says. And he's just like, "What? That doesn't <laughs> <yeah."> <laughs> Um, the fact that he just keeps calling uh Michael Keaton Gene even though it's his Captain. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps calling him Gene. <laughs> got, got me really good. I don't know. That movie is just it's so funny. Um Highly worth the rewatch, uh, and yeah, that was that's pretty much it. That Merlin show, fucking banger, dude. I'm, I love it. It's ridiculous. It's so dumb. I'm a big fan. Um, Wait till you get to it's basically end. like what if we what if it's like a week to week detective story, but it's Merlin and King Arthur. Like, what if that's the case? And that's what it is. And what if really dumb. what if
1: Arthur was a war criminal? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing how often they just like kill people in this show. Like, and it's like relatively innocent people. It's like, okay. And they're like willing to sacrifice other people just so that the King can live. I don't know. It's just insane. Well, Jeff and I might just do an episode where we talk about it since Jeff's Jeff's watched it. Um, um,
1: before I move on, I did forget. I did watch a portion of one film on my flight back. I noticed that miracle was on the film list. So I watched just the three minute speech.
0: Do you believe is- in miracles? Yes. Um, Miracle is a really good movie. Great speech. Kurt Kurt Russell has a really good speech in it. Um, yo, I watched this movie or this show Station Eleven a couple weeks back and forgot to recommend it. Uh, It's on HBO. There's a character in it, like so they're like a traveling uh, theater troupe in the post-apocalypse, right? Uh, This guy is auditioning and he auditions uh, with a very famous speech. I'll give you each one guess of which speech he uses. Brian, what 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 speech do you think he uses for his audition? From Miracle? No, in in this TV show I watched where hey, a guy he's auditioning and he uses a speech.
2: I have no idea. Just pick one. One of the famous speeches from from movie history. Uh, and you said it's not from Miracle. It's not Miracle. Uh, I don't know. You you got me on the spot here. I'm not sure. Jeff. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> Notebook. Oh, it's got to be uh, Any Given Sunday. No, it's Independence
0: Day. Ah, oh nice. Uh, one of the best. Sorry, I thought you guys would get it because we I do was like, like a best speech episode. As soon as it as soon as it started happening, I was just like, "Holy shit!" It's the speech from Independence Day. I just like immediately recognized it with the first line. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so good!"
2: <laughs> All right, let's wrap <laughs> this thing up here. I yeah. Got chicken. All right, guys. I got chicken waiting Wh- for me.
0: What is your favorite speech from movie history and why? Uh, best way to get in touch with us: find Jeff in Las Vegas. Um, buy him a drink and uh sidle up to him at the bar and tell how, him uh, all your thoughts.
2: How could all the Batmen find a way to kill Batfleck? <laughs> all Batman together. What would they That's have a good one, to yeah. Take how may- Batfleck? What what is the strategy to get Batfleck? Will
1: Battenson kill could could Battenson kill Batfleck?
0: Yeah, is that possible? We might it um, next week. Yeah, we will. We will touch on that next week. Next week, obviously, we will be covering the new Batman movie. Uh, get in touch with us at uh, Clever Kids Pod on Instagram and Clever Kids Podcast uh, at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Rate us on whatever app you listen to us on. Uh, it helps people find the podcast. So we really appreciate that. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
2: Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys.